0: Easy Natural English with Liam An English listening podcast Hello English learners, good morning, good afternoon or perhaps good evening I hope that you're all doing well Myself, I am doing pretty well Even though I haven't been sleeping as much as usual Because uh, probably um, a lot of you will know if you are a regular listener that I had a child recently, my second child was born uh, just one month ago, so she's still very small and needs feeding very regularly, at least every three hours she needs to drink some milk, so it means that my wife and I have not been getting quite as much sleep as usual, but we always try to split the night well most of the time we split the night so my wife will take my child for one part of the night and i will sleep in another room and then we will switch and i will look after my daughter and my wife will go sleep in the other room so at least for half of the night we get some sleep Um, i say most of the time because um, my wife is doing a lot more hard work and has been doing a lot more hard work just as she is the woman in the relationship. She gave birth to my daughter and she is the one that needs to produce the milk to feed her. So because she's just working harder, sometimes I take my daughter for the whole night so my daughter, uh, so my wife can get a bit more sleep. But anyway, today's topic, uh, I won't be talking about sleep or about my daughter or about any of those things. We are going to be having a little look at the culture of tipping and also the history of tipping and the reason i thought this might be an interesting topic is because it's something we see more in some countries than in other countries so here in japan there is basically no tipping and as i have a lot of japanese listeners on this podcast I know that some of these listeners might be interested in tipping, in like, what is tipping? Where does it come from? Why do people do this? And then for those of you who are listening in countries where you do tip, um, for example, I know I have a lot of listeners in America, and America is a country that tips a lot. And I imagine my listeners in America are probably um, people that aren't originally from America, and they might be also wondering about this tipping culture in america and if you perhaps just come from a country that has tipping culture this might be interesting for you anyway because the history of it is interesting perhaps you didn't know about that and i'll also be talking a little bit about the pros and cons of tipping talking about is this a good thing is it a bad thing and some other um, issues surrounding tipping so let's get into today's episode (laughs) As I mentioned in the intro, um, these days when we think of tipping, I think a lot of us think of America. I know I do myself. Um, We do have tipping in the UK where I'm from, but in the UK it is usually uh, 10% of the bill. So if you go into a restaurant in the UK and you eat, uh, for example, some pizza and the pizza costs 10 pounds, when you pay the bill, you might tip one pound. So you might give 10% of the value of what you ate, or perhaps drank. But in the UK, it's usually only restaurants. There might be some other places that I'm not thinking of, but usually tipping is reserved for restaurants. And it's 10%. And it's your choice, really. Um, if you don't tip, maybe the waiter might be a little bit annoyed. I know because I worked as a waiter, so sometimes, especially when we we're working very hard trying to give our best service, if somebody didn't tip, you might feel a little bit annoyed, like, oh why didn't they tip me? I was doing a good job. So people usually I usually it's probably about fifty percent of the time that people tip in the UK. But in America it's 20% and it's expected pretty much all the time in lots of different situations. So, of course, in restaurants, um, but even in restaurants that perhaps aren't so fancy, perhaps just a kind of mm, simple kind of cheap restaurant. Whereas in the UK, tipping tends to occur more in restaurants that might be a bit fancier. Um, if it's a very simple kind of diner style restaurant, then people probably won't think about tipping. But in America, it's almost everywhere. And it's even when you go into bars, if you order a beer, for example. And this was something that was a little foreign feeling to me as a British person, because we don't tip in bars. Or if we do, there might just be a little jar on the counter and if you have some extra change you might put that into the counter. It's the same situation with cafes so nobody's really watching how much you tip you might just put some coins into a jar but in America if you go into a bar and you order a beer it is expected that you pay an extra 20% for the tip so like I said for me as a British person that was a bit strange whereas every time I went to buy a beer I had to give an extra 20 percent and if you kind of give the exact amount um it can seem a little stingy and stingy is somebody that doesn't want to give anything doesn't want to give them money so if if you pay and there's just a small amount and you kind of pay the exact amount it might seem a bit stingy so most people also round up to the nearest for example the nearest five dollars or ten dollars or twenty dollars so it often becomes more than twenty percent so you buy a beer and then you're giving all this extra money on top every time you go to the bar and for example if you buy a bottle of beer the bartender is simply taking it out of the fridge opening it up and passing it to you, and then you're paying an extra 20% for this service. So it feels a bit strange if you're not used to it. So yeah, personally, when I think of tipping, I think of America, because there's a very strong tipping culture in America. But actually, it turns out, when I was uh, researching for this episode, because I didn't know before, when I was researching this episode about the history of tipping, it actually started in Europe. So apparently in Europe from the Middle Ages, which is a very long, long time ago, um, people were sometimes tipping in taverns. Uh, Tavern is kind of a word that we use for these old bars where people would also eat food as well. It's kind of like a pub and there'd be food. And usually it was uh, wealthy people um, tipping the sort of lower class people, the kind of poor people, the people that didn't have very much money. Uh, they would give a tip if they felt like the service was very good. I think it wasn't as um, common as these days. Perhaps it's, um, it just was something that existed. But uh, Americans um, in, who visited Europe around the 1800s, they saw this and thought, oh, what a nice way to show everybody how rich I am. (laughs) So um, at least this is according to what I read on the internet that these Americans, yeah, around um, 1800s, around 1850, 1860, they saw this culture and thought, oh, when I go back to America, I'm going to tip because I want to show people how much spare money I have. So it wasn't so much about, um, at least according to the internet, it wasn't so much about, oh, I wanna be nice to the people working. It was more of a way to show everybody how rich you are. And at first, when tipping made its way to America, apparently it was not very popular. And a lot of people felt like it was un-American. So they thought that it was not very American. And what they meant by that is, if you remember the fact that these Americans at that time were almost, quite recently British, you know, they had moved from the UK to America. I think if I remember without checking, it was around 1600 that um, America as we know it today was formed. So they'd moved away from the UK and part of something that people enjoyed in America was getting away from the strict class system that existed in the UK at the time. It still exists today, unfortunately, but at that time, it was a very strong class system where people were separated between, uh, different levels of their, um, financial capabilities. (laughs) So from, yeah, from poor to not so poor to middle class to, uh, higher middle class to the upper class so people were separated into these quite strict categories that determined what they could and couldn't do in their lives and how they would treat each other so this um, idea of tipping to some of these Americans they thought oh this reminds me of the class system in the UK where we can clearly see this difference between rich and poor people so at first it wasn't very popular but then um, in the in the south of America, um, after slavery was abolished, there were still a lot of uh, people who had recently been enslaved. There were a lot of people who had been freed from slavery, at least to um, a sort of official extent, but they, a lot of them still didn't have paid employment. So a lot of them were working in different places Um, For example, uh, restaurants or something like that. And they were depending on the customers to leave them a tip because the owner of the establishment actually still wasn't paying them. So it was the only way that they could make any money. Then the way that tipping spread across the country was through trains so um, back in those days perhaps you've seen in movies before there were lots of these trains with kind of fancy dining cars and people would be um, enjoying their meals on the on the train and a lot of these recently freed people were working on the trains and they were paid a very low salary and again they depended on these tips for their living and um people got used to that culture on the trains and of course the trains went all over the country and that spread tipping to the rest of America. And then in America through the early 1900s there was a lot of resistance to tipping because a lot of people don't enjoy paying for things twice. Um, A bit like my experience when I went to America and I felt like, wait, I just paid for this beer or I just paid for this coffee, why am I paying again? And in America, it really is um, like, you need to tip for everything. So if you do go to the USA, um, I say America, of course, when I say America, I mean the USA, not the whole continent of America. When you go to the USA, uh, definitely check that, um, check with somebody local if you need to tip for something and assume that you need to tip for everything. Um, For example, um, I got a tattoo when I was in America and uh, my friend told me hey you need to take extra for the tip and i really wasn't expecting that i thought wait i'm paying the tattoo artist directly for this service why am i paying an extra tip but that is just how it is in america and if you don't tip in a place where you should tip people might feel insulted they might feel like they didn't do a good job or you have some problem with them, and sometimes they might even confront you. And confront means to kind of argue with you, say, hey, why, why didn't you give me my tip? Um, it's actually something that can happen in America, especially with restaurants. People can try to leave the restaurant without tipping, and a waiter might come outside and say, hey, why didn't you tip me? What did I do wrong? Um, so yeah, definitely be careful when you're in America that you're tipping in places where you should. So understandably, in the early 1900s, a lot of people had problems with this tipping that was spreading across the country, but the restaurant owners um, or the business owners, wherever this tipping was taking place, uh, of course, they quite liked the idea of it because it meant that they could uh, pay their staff a very low salary, if any at all, and the customers would be paying the staff basically their their salary they um, you know paying for their cost of living so it meant that the restaurant owners or the business owners could save themselves a lot of money and this influence of these uh, business owners they were probably quite rich and probably had a lot of influence uh, managed to um, change things so in 1938 when a minimum wage was introduced so when the government said hey you need to pay your employees, a certain amount of money, that law actually wasn't extended to workers that earned tips. So although everybody else now needed to be paid a certain amount of money, if you were in a job where you were being tipped, your boss didn't need to pay you the minimum wage. And even as recently as 1966, the government introduced a law where people Working in restaurants, their boss didn't need to pay their minimum wage as long as their tips would get them over the amount of the minimum wage. So, this was in 1966. Um, Even then, when you think, oh, human rights were improving a bit, of course, there were still lots of problems for lots of different types of people. But in terms of workers' rights in 1966, things were getting a bit better, but still. Um, If you were working in a restaurant, then the uh, boss didn't need to pay you um, the amount of minimum wage, as long as your tips were going over that. So that's um, a little bit about how tipping spread over America and as i said it did exist in europe before perhaps not to that extent and i think now in europe especially in the uk and also in the other anglo countries so in new zealand and australia i think um, these countries have been influenced by america so although it's not anywhere close to as um, important and at such high levels as america i think tipping has been sort of reintroduced so although america got the idea from europe it's kind of then from america gone back to europe at a slightly higher level at least this is just um from what i understand i might be wrong but that's what it appears to be um like i said especially in the uk and in Ireland and Australia, New Zealand, the other English-speaking countries, I think that's definitely the case. And these days there are a lot of movements from people trying to ban tipping, um, even in America. And as I was talking about earlier, in America in the early 1900s, some people tried to ban tipping, but that was mostly just because they didn't like paying for things twice. Um, It wasn't so much about the workers, at least from what I read on the internet. But I think a lot of the movements these days to ban tipping is because people want more fair and equal rights for the workers. Because still in America, if you have a job where you earn tips, your boss can pay you a very low salary, a very low wage, and you depend on the tips for your survival. So, you know, if the restaurant is slow, if the restaurant or bar or cafe or whichever type of business it is, if business is slow, then those workers won't be making very much money from their tips and they're going to have trouble to pay their bills, uh, buy food, um, pay for all the things that we need in life. So a lot of people think that it's unfair that their livelihood is so unstable and that they should be paid um, a reliable wage you know reliable means it's always the same it's something you can trust so they know how much they should be earning um, at the end of the week or at the end of the month and not just relying on having a lot of customers and also on having kind of generous customers that might want to give you a tip And another thing that kind of puts people off tipping uh, these days in the digital age is how tipping is done by credit cards, debit cards, or by other cashless payments, because in the past, you usually would just leave the money with the uh, extra money, for example, on the table. If you're in a restaurant, you might have the bill. You might just leave the money and, you know, you might say to the waiter, oh, keep the change. Or something and then walk out of the restaurant and you know the waiter when you have left then the waiter realizes how much you have tipped but these days um, a lot of the tips go through for example credit card so the waiter will pass you the credit card machine and the machine will say do you want to tip how much do you want to tip and the waiter is standing there watching you and it's quite an awkward feeling for a lot of people because yeah perhaps they want to tip perhaps they don't want to tip but either way there's this pressure and i think that feels quite uncomfortable for a lot of people so it's definitely something that has exacerbated this problem or made this problem even worse Um, but anyway uh, we shall see what happens in the future whether tipping will stay around or whether it will be gone for good but at least for now while it does exist then as I said if you do go to a country or if you are in a country where people tip then it's best to check if you should be tipping because ideally we would live in a world where people don't need tips and they get a fair reliable wage and their boss is paying them enough money but unfortunately at the moment we don't live in that kind of world so while it still exists it's best just to check if you should be tipping or not. But anyway thank you all very much for listening today. Hope that you're having a wonderful day and I'll see you back here next time.